let's get hyped. Welcome into the Hypecast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts and Brian Christofferson. Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> intimidated. <laughs> Uncomfortable? I, I'm intimidated. <laughs> That's just how my voice sounds now. Okay. I don't even have to work that hard to get it there. Yeah? That's. I know you were you were trying, but you didn't have to go sore throat. Yeah. Were you in the church choir? Did you sing a little uh, baritone? No, I've I've never never tried to sing in my life. So okay, you know, I, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Well, do you want to sing a song about this football game? No, no this this game is not worthy of a song. <laughs> yeah, it would be monorail in honor of the visitors, but uh, no, no, no singing. We can we can get the people hyped in a different way, gentlemen. Nebraska, zero and six. Minnesota has a record. What it is not relevant. Three and three. They're three and three. Okay, so oh, and three in the Big Ten. Every week, I I need to look this up before we start the podcast. <laughs> Do I know? It's no, not I important don't. info, really. It, it really isn't. What jumps out to you when you look at these two teams on paper? We're starting with Brunts. His hand is in the air, he wants waving the it like he's Brooks Kepka, and he hit a drive that looks like it's going right. Why is this not an 11 a.m. kick? Just looking at the stats <laughs> of these two teams, and this is the this is where the hype comes in. Because you... we're gonna have to hype it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is anti-hype. So I'm just looking at the national rankings for both Nebraska and Minnesota in offense, defense, third down, red zone offense and defense, punting. And turnover margin and penalty yards. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen categories where Nebraska and Minnesota are worse than a hundredth in the country. So I'm expecting a good game on Saturday. Yeah, that's a lot of categories. Do you think there should be a barometer for 11 a.m. games if you have X amount of categories between the two teams that are in the hundreds? I feel like there's a threshold that you probably cross at some point where BTN needs to step in and say, look, guys, it's 11 a.m. You know Set your should, alarms. You know what they should do? They should have a game every week, and it's determined in a window like 10 days prior where two teams aren't meeting expectations, but they're power five teams that people might like, eh, I'd, I'd watch that at 8 a.m. And it's at eight. You know how they play games in Dublin, and they're on a, like seven a.m. That's when they should put those kind of games. So these the, teams the should play in another country. Is the the time saying. slot of shame. Yeah, is, is essentially what you're now advocating. They, now you're going to play it here in America, but it's going to be like an eight a.m. kick, and you know while you're eating your breakfast. Wouldn't you it just be great if if they do that idea, but they do it a little differently, where it's a one p.m. radio special? Oh. This game just doesn't deserve to be televised. Also a good idea. Yeah. So we're going to let the people that want to be in the stadium see the team. Everybody else can listen to the radio. So this, this is, is this is a 1 p.m. radio special? Yeah, it is. But we need to like kind of drift from that now because this is the hype cast. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really... This is, turning into, <laughs> this this is starting off like cast. a cynical cynic cast. Well, okay, so what, what are you actually... And this is, I mean, Nebraska's coming off of looking okay against Northwestern. I mean, there's got to be things that you want to see on Saturday. Well, yeah, I, I think the part of this where this is a big-time project they're building, and that should keep you interested in a week-to-week, and whether they're 1-5, and 2-4, and 0-6. Oh I mean, in a way, I don't want to dismiss winning and losing because it always matters, but in the long-term aspect, it's are, is this t- are you seeing strides by this team from game to game? 
And the last two weeks, I do think they've gotten better. I think Wisconsin, you saw some signs of some better stuff. And then Northwestern, I think they I think they moved ahead and played well for about three quarters in that game. What I want to see mostly from Nebraska is consistency on offense because I think that's a side of the ball where they're close to being pretty darn good and they're they're being held back by like these two or three drives in a row like in the early parts of the first half where they could build a lead on somebody and they fail this is a team where if you could get out in front of Minnesota by 14 in the second quarter I think Nebraska could potentially actually run away and hide and that's I know that sounds weird to say about an 0-6 team yeah, I mean, I think, you know, coming off of last week where you saw Nebraska get very close and not get it over the finish line, I mean, I think this is an opportunity at home to do that. Um, you know, I, I think that the defense can hopefully take a little bit of confidence from last week for the 55 good minutes they played and maybe not the last five uh, to carry over to Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to be a little challenged offensively. They can definitely run the ball, but I don't think that, you know, they're so good and, you know, both the throwing and the running part of it that it's going to cause a lot of issues for Nebraska's defense. I, th- I think Nebraska's got a really good shot to get their first win here. What does when, – when you see Nebraska's offense go in those lulls like they have early in games, what is it that stands out to you in that? Do you think it's the, the play calling? Is it the execution? I mean, is it just everything – like, it just seems odd that they haven't been able to put their finger on it because it seems like this is a staff that should be able to identify that pretty quickly because they know what they want the offense to look like. And for long stretches, it doesn't look anything remotely with what they're building towards. I think a bit of it attaches to a true freshman quarterback. I think Adrian Martinez has been really good, but there was like a series or two against Northwestern where he just, there's a couple throws where it's like, oh, he didn't look quite right on that. Um, and then the O-line um, has improved much since uh, early September, but they're still not just like a, a dominating group for, you know, the full the full course of a game. And so I think up front they need to put together just a, a first half where you feel like drive after drive um, they're, they're getting that push. And I feel like last week they didn't in the, like the late first quarter, early second. Do you anticipate, either of you, do you anticipate Divino Zigbo having another big day? He had a big day against Purdue. He had a big day against Northwestern. Do you think he will have a big day against Minnesota? Because this is the best run defense that he has gone up against this year, I think. Yeah, they're ranked 28th against Sarum. Yeah, I, I think they'll – Michigan might be better. I'd have to look. I think they'll be – I think Nebraska will be able to move the ball a little bit. I think they'll be able to to get Minnesota stretched out a little bit and and find some space for him. I mean, I just think Divino Zigbo looks like a different runner right now when he's hitting the second level. Before, it was like he'd get past the first level and he'd almost not know what to do. Like, and now it's he's hitting it with speed. He's making guys miss at the second level. And I mean, when you're you know he's what 220 pounds and you're a 195-pound cornerback or a you know 200-pound safety trying to tackle a guy like that, that's pretty tough, and we've never seen him run like that before. Um, and, and I think that you know he'll. I my bold prediction was going to be that he's going to go over 100 yards for a third straight game. So 
that's already out there. Now you can't use it. Yeah, yeah no. you got to come up that's with a fine. new bold prediction. I'll hit on two this week. Jeez. Look wow, at this guy. Cocky guy. Look yeah. at this guy over yeah. here. I think he used the right phrase, though, about how Nebraska's offense will attack it when he said that you could, they could stretch out Minnesota's defense. I, I picture it similar to Wisconsin, where it's not like they're going to get away from Ozigbo and Maurice Washington but I think they're going to want to attack the perimeter and down the field more early maybe and then see if some alleys open up for those guys as the game goes along. And Nebraska against Wisconsin, I know it wasn't like prototypical of how some fans would want it, but they ran the ball efficiently in that game. When they chose to. It wasn't like they put up huge numbers, but it was a good game plan. And so Zigbo, if you had a game like that where he runs for 90 yards or something – but it's done in this efficient manner of your offense. It's more pass-heavy this week. That's not necessarily bad. No, I I agree with that entirely. I, I'll be curious. You know, I thought that they were at their best when they had that tempo going and then you could work in those inside zone runs mm-hmm. and you had Northwestern on their heels a little bit. I mean, that tempo works so well for a guy like Ozigbo uh, because you, you get a defense rocking back. you got J.D. Spielman all over the field. You're worried about all these things. And, oh, here's a 220-pound guy going right up the middle. And uh, I'll be curious if they can do that to Minnesota, if they're able to play fast, if they're able to rock them a little bit. Uh, this is a front that is going to give the interior of Nebraska's line some issues. Uh, so they're, they're going to have to be successful there for Divino Zigbo to be successful at all. So we'll see. How that goes on the other side of the ball. You've got a middling to bad offense and a middling to bad defense going against each other. Does anybody have an advantage in this situation? <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just going to push each other around the ring for a little bit and hope somebody lands a punch. I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Eric Chenander's defense – if if they can take what they had for that first half of the game and and build on that and make it a full game, uh, that'll be a big success. So I mean, they were pretty. The thing I will say about them is they've been pretty assignment sound the last couple of weeks, um, particularly against Northwestern. It wasn't like you saw just massive bust where it's like, who's covering that guy? There was maybe one or two plays like that, but for the most part. Uh, Guys know where they're supposed to be. So if they can do that again where it's assignment sound, they'll be fine against this offense. I, I think the undoing will be co- come if it's one of those weeks where guys lose their heads and you have a bust here, a bust there. There's a, some bootleg and there's a tight end wide open, you know, 30 yards down the field. I'm kind of going back to Jerry Kill tr- or Tracy Clay's days, but I mean that's the kind of stuff that has killed Nebraska when they played Minnesota over the years. I'll be curious. I think Minnesota's avenue to being successful in this game is basically real heavy ball control, slow it down, grind it out, mm-hmm. keep Nebraska's defense on the field, wear them out in the first half, and then finish them in the second. And I'll be curious if Nebraska is able to get off the field. They did it against Northwestern. They were able to get stops early. They obviously didn't get the key ones late. If they can get stops against this Minnesota team, and I, I think it was you, Brian, that said it, it's easier to hold a lead against a team that doesn't want to throw the ball versus a team like Northwestern that did. So I, I think that uh, if, if Nebraska is able to get up early, they can sit on Minnesota a little bit. If Minnesota hangs around or if they lead, they have the ability to salt this game, and that's going to be tough 
Uh, so that's that's certainly something I'll keep an eye on. Special teams wise, I mean, uh, during our our Nebraska twenty four seven podcast, both of you guys talked that uh, you felt like the special teams played better against Northwestern. Is there anything you'd be looking for in that department on Saturday? Well, I mean, Pickering is going to – this is a type of game where you get called on, uh, where Minnesota can be, you know, with that run defense, they might be tough in the red zone. And he might have to hit a 35-40 yarder. And so you don't know where his confidence is. Um, What's your confidence in him at this point? He lines up for a 37-yard field goal. Not really, not really good. It's not that I don't think he doesn't have good potential. I don't feel like he's he's hitting it well right now. It's not, you know, when a kicker is really in a rhythm, it has a certain pop to it where it's like, and it just comes off their foot like a cannon. You know, even on some of the ones he's making, they're kind of these looping, you know, kicks where it just doesn't look as good. And so that that's where I get a little bit worried. Brunt, anything for you on special teams? No, I mean, I think they just need to kind of play even. I mean, that that's they did that for the most part, I thought, against Northwestern. And, I mean, that's kind of where they're at right now. You take whatever you can get from that group if you get a turnover or a nice return or something. But I think as long as you don't kill yourself in field position, that's probably a win for Nebraska right now. All right, three predictions coming up. Obviously, the bold prediction and the score, we're going to throw another one in. Who is a non-obvious player? that Nebraska needs a good game from on Saturday to have a chance to win. So basically I'm taking out, like, you can't just say Ozigbo, you can't just say Spielman or Martinez. So I'm eliminating those three. And Stanley Morgan, four people, gone. Got to go a little bit deep cut today. You want me to go first? Well, oh, as sorry. usual on the, I, I on didn't the know podcast, that was, I didn't we know defer. Yeah. Ryan gets Brunt. to determine. No, 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 no. I'll defer. Brunt. Well, no, so Brunch can go first? Yeah, All right. he should go. He's All right. ready. Luke Gifford. Nebraska needs a pass rush this game. they got to create create a turnover, create a little havoc, do something. I think it's got to come from Gifford. who leads Nebraska in sacks, and that's where I, I – I mean, he's kind of obvious, but I think uh, he needs a good game. I don't know if anybody on their defense at this point gets to be in the obvious category, so Luke Gifford is an acceptable answer. Brian? I'll say uh, Bo Wilson. Um but the problem with saying that is no, most people aren't going to know if, right offhand if he had a good game or not until they maybe go watch it again. But um, you mentioned the interior of the O line is a big challenge. I'm interested, like how how he hangs in there in a game like this. Um, so I would say him. If if someone who's a little more uh, uh, well out there to the just a layman, I would say Aaron Williams because he had a rough day against North. Western and was put in some bad matchups and just I think he's a little banged up so I'm interested how he comes back from it. I will go with Damian Daniels. I think Nebraska needs something in the interior of their defensive line Uh, and he's the best guy that they have when he's going right. The problem is that they haven't been able to get him to stay consistent and we'll see if that happens against the Minnesota offensive line that can move Nebraska a little bit so that'll be a key in that game. All right. Bold prediction time. We're going to stay in the same order unless there is a complaint. Nope. No complaint. No complaint no, filed. I, I, I'm going to go last this time. because <laughs> There's a complaint. i got to dream up my second bold prediction. Yeah, he, he, All right, right. I'll, I'll go with – I'll start it. Okay. How's that? And then you two can squabble over who's next. Okay. Bold prediction. Nebraska scores their first non-offensive touchdown in a game this week. They're going to win then. Bonus points. How does it happen? I was actually going to go with a special teams touchdown. Okay. Whoa. 
Like block punt? Yeah, I was, I was thinking of block punt. I feel like there's there's got to be something. You can't go a whole season without scoring a non-offensive touchdown. They're now six games in. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. they got to do it at some point, and I think it's going to happen here. That is bold. Um, hmm. I'll say they get the penalty yards under 65 penalty yards, which doesn't seem bold, <laughs> but it, everybody who's watched this team That's knows, a 30-yard difference from what they That is darn bold. They did last yeah, week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then they're averaging like 97 a game. Right. And yeah. if the, so if they're like in that 60 baby steps here, well, I'm not asking them to get it down to 15, but under 65. At least you didn't say I think they'll start the game without a penalty before the first offensive play. Oh, jeez. That would have been rough had they like gone three and out after that. They yeah. kind of made up for it, but... All right, Bruns. All right, so Divina Zigbo's going over 100 yards rushing. Do you want to parlay these? Uh, nah. I, <laughs> here, think, here. He thinks about it as if there's actual <laughs> something that there, can be done. There's money involved here? Yeah. yeah. Um, and secondly, I think we will see a non-Stanley Morgan, non-J.D. Spielman wide receiver touchdown in this game. Wide receiver, so no, no Washington. Nope. It, it's it'll be Mike Williams, Jerron Woodyard, or Cade Warner for the touchdown. Who? <laughs> no, he's the, he's just gonna stay with those. Those are my three. Woodyard. That's the the field, I guess. You're oh, going you change your tune on him. <laughs> I never had a bad uh, Woodyard. There you go. Okay. Touchdown from. Woodyard. All right. It's now time for predictions. Now, last week Brunts was the only one correct predicting Northwestern to win. BC went against himself saying that he would never pick Nebraska again in any situation, and he picked Nebraska again and lost. I lost again, I picked Nebraska. I start this week. Yeah. I'm picking Nebraska. And I have, and I was close. I said 36-30 last week. Uh, I had Nebraska winning. It was 34-31 Northwestern. I am going to go a little bit lower scoring this week. Nebraska 28, Minnesota 24. So a push on the line? Currently four. Is it currently four? Currently four. 28-24. That was the score of the year Minnesota won here. Bo Pelini's year where... Uh, when Bo Pelini got fired for losing that game. Pearson now fumbled going into the end zone. Yes. All right. I will say Nebraska 30-24. to 24. I did mention to you guys, because I do believe this, that I think if Nebraska wins, it wouldn't surprise me if they won by multiple scores, however. If they, if they you will not predict that. No, I'm not going to go that far. But I, Out of respect for Minnesota. I, I feel like I owe it to P.J. Fleck. And Bronco Nikurski. Um, 34, I'm going with Nebraska here. 34, Minnesota, 21. Ooh, he wow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who's been on fire lately. Yes. That's, that's the... I will say that that's the is it the lock of the week? Is it safe to say the lock? Of Are the week? you willing to put your daughter's college fund on Nebraska covering this game? Yeah, I am. Is you it know, because that college guy fund? Is has so <laughs> I'm still working on that. We need to. This guy's like at the craps table right yeah. now. Just yeah, like he is hot. Juggling the dice, yep. feeling on a heater. Yep. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll certainly know the result by next week's hype cast, in which we will be getting you hyped. For the Bethune-Cookman game that is not on your poster calendar or any other pocket calendar 
BC had to throw his pocket calendar away. I would one because I, I made fun of him, but two because it didn't matter after the Akron game. Was I, I would die laughing if you came in next week for the hype cast and were just like so dialed in on Bethune Cookman, like just knew knew like the whole two deep. Just I mean, we could do it. I, I would appreciate that. We could certainly we could bring the most complete Bethune Cookman coverage. <laughs> <laughs> of any hype cast in America. Let's make that our goal. Yep. Let's do it. Nebraska's going to be 1 and 6 though. I really feel that. And so people are going to just be like, give me whoever. Just <laughs> That sounds so ridiculous to say out loud. Nebraska <laughs> 1 and 6 against Bethune-Cookman. See you next Friday. <laughs>